0: He is giving advice to these young Christians. He calls them elect. That's strong meat for newborn babes. He talks about newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word, and yet he gives them strong meat, uh, the whole doctrine of election. Some people have the notion that that's a doctrine that you shouldn't talk about until a Christian gets on his feet. Well, let me tell you, it's a doctrine that will get people on their feet. It will give them a foundation and a standing in the gospel. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliver. And today's message, well, we're really going to begin a whole new study in the book of 1 Peter, a very practical book, a book that was written for new believers, and therefore I trust will be a great help to all of God's people and enable us to put our Christianity into daily practice. And there is the proof of the real new birth within your heart. When the gospel goes from your head to your heart to your feet, then you know you're on the right path, and you will be walking in the light and not just talking. All talk and no walk does not a Christian make. And so, I trust you will be blessed today. Stay tuned as we turn to our message. I have developed a Bible study template that I trust will be of use to each and every one, that we might give ourselves to the study of God's Word. There are many pitches for sales of books, for helps, for all kinds of Bible studies, but they cost money, they take a long time to go through, and many people just don't do it. This Bible template is absolutely free of charge, and it is meant to encourage you to take time in God's Word each day. Just to give you an idea, this Bible study template asks you to take the following few steps. Read the Bible uh, passage carefully and prayerfully, study any new words with your concordance and dictionary, and then record those definitions in the box aloud. Then also state uh, a chapter heading statement, and that helps you to uh, give you a, a bird's eye view, memory of that whole passage. Then the key verse of this chapter. Write it out and state it clearly. What does this Bible passage teach me about the character of God or Christ? Uh, That will take some reflection and give you focus as you read through the passage. Also, what does this passage teach me about the nature of sin? And again, here is something to look for and record. Next question, What is revealed to me regarding Christ's work of redemption? And there, of course, uh, is the whole essence of the gospel, God's remedy, God's Son, the cross, the power of Jesus' blood. Then what questions arise which require me to do more study? These are meant to be thought-provoking and to engage in maybe discussion or further reading and again, this will be a help. A few items for personal use, for memory, for praise, for prayer. You can download, print out this uh, template from our church website. Simply go to our website at www.cloverdealfpc.ca, and then go to Bible Studies under Resources. You will find that there. You can print it out and use it for yourself free of charge and I trust it will stimulate your Bible reading in the year to come, and that the Lord will bless his own word to your own heart. There's nothing like personal study, personal research, personal meditation, and it is simple when you go step by step through this My Bible Study template, and I hope that it will indeed be a blessing to your own heart and to your soul today. Our ministry today is on 1 Peter one. we We're starting a series on 1 Peter, this very practical book for Christians. And I trust that on this first week of 2012, the Lord will use his word in your heart and make it a blessing to you. Profiting from the word. Well, we'll look at that later at the close of the program at the end we'll give you all the details of our address uh, email website phone number and of our church location here in cloverdale So, our subject then is how a Christian may face the days ahead in this new year. And I'm sure that there are many kinds of advice that are being doled out uh, on this uh, new year's season over the past week, perhaps with family and friends. uh, Or just call your mother. If you want good advice, call your mother, and I'm sure she will have some down to earth, common sense guidelines for you. But tonight we're coming to God's infallible book. And we're coming to this letter of Peter. Now, I like Peter because he's not a know-it-all. He doesn't pretend that he's perfect. In fact, he couldn't because we know too much about Peter that he is the one, he learned the hard way himself. And he was whipped into shape And he was made an apostle and an effective preacher by the bruises of his falls and by the scars of his troubles. Now, it's good to learn from the mistakes of others so that we don't have to make the same mistakes and end up with the same bruises and the same scars. He is giving advice to these young Christians. He calls them elect. That's strong meat for newborn babes. He talks about newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word, and yet he gives them strong meat, uh, the whole doctrine of election. Some people have the notion that that's a doctrine that you shouldn't talk about until a Christian gets on his feet. Well, let me tell you, it's a doctrine that will get people on their feet. It will give them a foundation and a standing in the gospel. Now, I hope tonight that you have the good sense to be looking for godly advice every step of your life. Some are making plans. You're looking down the the tunnel of the year to come, and you want to be useful to God. One very important word of Scripture is, acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct thy paths. To acknowledge God. And of course, that's what we're doing tonight. And I commend you for coming to the house of God, and we've got our open Bible, and we're praying that the Lord will have a word for all of our hearts And we're going to acknowledge that God is, and God is controlling. And we're going to acknowledge that this is his word. And we're going to acknowledge that we do not know it all. We need the Lord to step in and to guide us. Now, this book of Peter is very appropriate because it's practical. This is not bookish learning. We don't want to become library Christians, and all we know is out of some reference manual, uh, the Lord has put our two feet into uh, this world, and He's called us to walk, not just to talk, but to walk. But we may trip, and we may fall, and we may stumble, and we need the Lord to go before us. Now, I've chosen tonight verses 7 and 8, And these for two reasons. Because they form two main headings for our sermon tonight on how to face the future as a Christian. Verse 7, for the most part, is number one, be realistic. And then the end of verse 7 into chapter 8, be futuristic. And if we read those two verses, you will see the issues. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, be found unto praise and honor and glory. There's realistic trials. Then there's futuristic at the appearing of Jesus Christ. So there's our two headings tonight, and we're going to start with being realistic. So much untold harm is done to God's people by false expectations, by giving to people the notion that if you become a Christian, your troubles are over. It's going to be peace and calm. There'll never be a ripple on your life as soon as you put your faith in the Lord. Jesus. Some people think that that you become a, a heaven on earth. Well, there is no heaven on earth. This world remains the curse. We remain under the sentence of death. And these bodies of ours, they go through the same aging process genetically as any unconverted person. And so we're going to face the breakdown of our health. We're going to face the limitations of our bodies, more and more as we go on. Some think that to have God's protection means that the devil will never touch you, and there'll never be a trial. Well, Peter was very different. Peter talked to these new Christians about trials, the trial of your faith that being much more precious than that of gold. And so your faith's going to be tried. Now, that could happen in different ways. Perhaps the whole issue of your own personal salvation, your assurance, you'll begin to question. And there'll be doubts and fears. And sometimes we wonder, is that the devil's thinking, or is that my thinking? And you're going to be tested. And of course, this world is a furnace to the Christian. This is a fiery world to a believer, and we can get burnt in the fire in this world. There is the lust within us, and that seems to attract the fires of this world to ignite the passions of our own hearts. And what trouble that brings to the Christian's walk and to the Christian's life. But you'll go back to verse 6, and you'll notice, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be. I thought about those words, if need be. Do we really need these trials? Do we really need these attacks? Is it really necessary that the devil can come and lure us and trip us up? And in God's sovereign and Father-like way, there's a need to be and needs be for the pain, and needs be for the burdens, and needs be for the tears, the trials. And you'll notice that they're, they're referred to in verse 6 as manifold trials. Uh, that means they come in all shapes and sizes, all different approaches, and uh, they are are motley, varied kind of temptations. And the thing is, the thing that we, we learned about last year It'll come differently this year. And the other very humbling thing is, the older we live, we can't say, well, we've learned it all. Because the older we live, the attacks still keep coming and keep being fired at us. For God's people in their 80s or 90s, we're just as much a child in a furnace as for teenagers here tonight. I never thought I would discover that. But here I am, halfway to a hundred and more. And the things that tripped me up as a young Christian, I have learned a few things, but there's always new attacks. They come in a new guise, in a new face, manifold temptations. Peter's a realist. And we have to be realist tonight. And as we read through this book of 1 Peter, if you were to just take a scan of the book, and it's a very good thing to do sometimes is just sit down and read the whole epistle through from one end to the other. And when you do so, you will find that these trials uh, that Peter is speaking of, he itemizes them. He gets to them one by one. And if you go to chapter 3, 1, he talks to wives likewise ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. And he gets to the issue of women who are married to unconverted husbands. They're not Christians. The wife has been converted. She is saved. She wants to walk with God, but her husband is opposed, hardened. In fact, some husbands are just brutes hard, hard men. And when a woman is married to a man like that, it's a real trial. And Peter says the only way for a a Christian wife uh, to behave and seek to win her husband is by submission. Man, that's hard. That's difficult. That's a test of our grace and our obedience to the gospel. But that's what Peter teaches. Wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. And there's fidelity and loyalty. Don't for a moment think of anything else but God's will for you to stand with and be faithful to your own husband. And as a Christian, be in subjection that by your works and words, you may win your husband. There's the hope that he may yet be converted. Then down in chapter 3, verse 7, there's a word for husbands. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, having, uh, according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the weaker vessel. And men, this is where we need Christian grace. A wife who is a weaker vessel. She does not have your strength. She does not have your stamina, and perhaps inability to grasp spiritual things. She's a weaker vessel. You're to minister to her. You're to help her. You're to be a husband to her, to help her. And what does it say in that verse? Uh, giving honor unto the wife. That means to value, to value. And men, if we don't value our wives... How can we fulfill the great commission as husbands to love our wives as Christ loved the church? Here's, and it's hard. And just as it was difficult for the wife to submit to an unconverted, ungodly husband, it takes patience and grace and prayer that we may minister to our wives in gentleness, honoring them, valuing them even though we see their weakness. I have to be careful what I do with my hand here because I, I'm almost pointing at Beulah, aren't I? I have to watch what I do with my gestures now. But I'm speaking to every husband and to every wife here tonight. And we all have our challenges. Then verse 8, you'll notice that there are commands of common courtesy and kindness. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Courteous. Did you know that was in the Bible, courteousness? Befriend. You you know what the word court means. You're wooing someone. You're trying to win them. Are you doing that as a Christian? But that person's nasty to me that person turns away from me. But you are to be courteous. This is a trial. It's a trial of our faith. In the world, such behavior doesn't offend, but in the house of God, it does. If you're out in the world in a food store and you see someone and they turn their back on you, so what? But if you're in the house of God, in the place of prayer and Christian fellowship, and they turn their back on you, what does that mean? it means they're rejecting your Christian friendship. And that's a trial. And yet we have to exercise this whole matter of compassion one of another. If you've been with us on Friday evening, uh, you learned of the the Good Samaritan showing compassion. That takes great grace. And then in chapter 416, another trial, and these are young Christians, may I remind you, uh, chapter Four, sixteen. yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Suffering as a Christian, that means it's not just the common lot of men. It means because you are standing up for Jesus, men hate you, despise you. They deny you. They, they run from you, and you suffer as a Christian. This is the trial of our faith. Then chapter 5, verse 7, something else we have to learn, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now again, Peter's a realist. All your care. What a fool of a preacher I would be tonight if I was to tell you that in 2010, if you're believing in Jesus, you'll not have a care in the world. If I was to come to you with something of power of positive thinking and told you that if you just thought positive thoughts, you would be free from care in this year to come. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's not going to be suddenly some new you, as Joel East Osteen would try to pretend. It's going to be the old you in 2011. And you're going to have to learn what every Christian has to learn casting your care upon the Lord. Can you do that? And that's where we're realists. That's why we invite you to the prayer meeting. Bring your prayer requests. We're realists. I know that you live with cares. I know that you have burdens. And we can exhort one another and encourage one another and pray one for another as we come together in the house of God, in the house of prayer. Then chapter 5, verse 10, proving the sufficiency of God's grace. Uh, This is almost a capstone verse to the whole subject that Peter's dealing with. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while. Boy, Peter, Peter, is this real? Yes, Peter's a realist. After that you've suffered a while, you enjoy the glory. And in the midst of that time, God's working in you to make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. And that's the God of grace at work. And so we are to prove his grace in all of those situations. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Gollerher, and I trust that this program will be a blessing, help to you. Let me exhort you to your own personal Bible study. I have developed a Bible study template that I trust will be of use to each and every one that we might give ourselves to the study of God's Word. There are many pitches for sales of books, for helps, for all kinds of Bible studies but they cost money, they take a long time to go through, and many people just don't do it. This Bible template is absolutely free of charge, and it is meant to encourage you to take time in God's Word each day. Just to give you an idea, this Bible study template asks you to take the following few steps. Read the Bible uh, passage carefully and prayerfully Study any new words with your concordance and dictionary and then record those definitions in the box aloud. Then also state uh, a chapter heading statement and that helps you to uh, give you a, a bird's eye view, memory of that whole passage. Then the key verse of this chapter, write it out and state it clearly. What does this Bible passage teach me About the character of God or Christ. Uh, That will take some reflection and give you focus as you read through the passage. Also, what does this passage teach me about the nature of sin? And again, here is something to look for and record. Next question, what is revealed to me regarding Christ's work of redemption? And there, of course, uh, is the whole essence of the gospel. God's remedy, God's Son, the cross, the power of Jesus' blood. Then what questions arise which require me to do more study? These are meant to be thought-provoking and to engage in maybe discussion or further reading, and again, this will be a help. A few items for personal use, for memory, for praise, for prayer. You can and download, print out this uh, template from our church website. Simply go to our website at www.cloverdealfpc.ca and then go to Bible Studies under Resources. You will find that there. You can print it out and use it for yourself free of charge. And I trust it will stimulate your Bible reading in the year to come and that the Lord will bless his own word your own heart. There's nothing like personal study, personal research, personal meditation, and it is simple when you go step-by-step through this My Bible Study Template, and I hope that it will indeed be a blessing to your own heart and to your soul today.
1: This broadcast comes to you today from the Free Presbyterian Church in Cloverdale, located at 187 58 Avenue, Surrey at the corner of 188th Street and 58th Avenue. On our website you can find gospel articles, links to our sermons and our gospel booklet called A New Beginning. There you can find a link to our Sunday services that are broadcast online. For all this information please go to our website at cloverdealfpc.ca You're warmly invited to attend any of our Sunday services at 10.30am and 6pm to meet with us as we worship God and to hear the preaching of his precious word. We also meet for Bible study and prayer at 7.30pm every Wednesday evening. Our Sunday School for Children and Adult Bible Class meet every Lord's Day from September to June at 9.30am. You can contact us using our office number which is 604-576-576. One zero nine one. Alternatively, you can email me at pastor. FPC at gmail.com. Again, for all this information, please go to our website at Cloverdeal ca. Our burden is that you will hear and understand the gospel that will lead you to know the Lord Jesus Christ and His great salvation. This is Pastor Andrew Fitton. Thank you for listening today and be sure to listen Monday to Friday at 5am and 5pm and on Sundays at 9.30am on this station for full or church service as we worship the Lord through the ministry of His Word.